Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell. Bert. We don't show. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six red cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the six rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad, the six rig cane show, the six rig cane show, Six rings can show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. See, this is. Nowadays, and um, you you can never plan into the future. The only thing you can plan is this season. Once they right. have the guys, they'll keep these guys for at least the season. So we're not looking long range for any of these people. You can't anymore. And, you know, that's why, you know, my good friend, Charlie Partridge, I think he just got had enough of college football and the way it's run. And after talking to him up at the state championship games and he goes, I just don't, I can't, this is a, this is a landscape that I'm just not into anymore. And I congratulate him, get a job in the NFL and he deserves it. And, you know, when you produce guys like JJ Watt and Aaron Donald and, you know, people like that, that you've coached along the way. I mean, I think you're, uh, <clears throat> you know, Kalijah Kansu was a first round pick last year at Tampa Bay. I think you kind of prove yourself and, that's what I think we're going to see more of, guys. I think you're going to see the yeah, older I mean, guys. And I'm I'm saying 40s, you know, early 50-type guys that are, if they have NFL chances, they'll take them. Yeah, we saw that with that, actually, with, with Halfley, Boston College with coaching. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah. Just straight up quit, quit a head coaching job to go be a coordinator in the NFL so we have to deal with it. Yeah. However, however, but you can understand that, Vish, because just yeah. the way the landscape is, you know, you you go into any type of, um, you know, you know anybody's board, you know, DJ, you go on to, and, and any any board in college football, and you go into the room, 
And they really, you really can't project anymore because right now Miami's trying to recruit for that 2025 class. But as soon as that cycle is ended and the season starts, they got to recruit their own kids to stay. And that's the toughest part of this whole deal. And I think that's where the college coaches, you know, are, are going to get a little bit tired of that. And, um, you know, and I, and I think in some crazy way, I think that was a determination, you know, with Nick Saban because of the fact that, you know, he's not going to rule the roost anymore, you know, because yeah. of the way that everything is. And I think that he probably, and he well deserves Woody, you know, one of the best coaches of all time. But at the same time, there's guys, I think if it was a different time and we didn't have this NIL and there weren't uh, these transfer portals. I think a lot, and, and you're going to see, I think it's going to force the hand of a lot of these coaches that are in, you know, in their forties and early fifties. I think this is going to be a, a, a young man's game pretty soon where a lot of these twenties and 30 year olds are going to be jumping into head coaching roles and coordinator jobs. And because they just want to cut their teeth. But yeah. I think now you're going to find out that the NFL NFL is going to become more prevalent uh, for a lot of these guys, uh, you know, to go from, you know, a DB coach at, at, um, uh, at, uh, Georgia to a coordinator at the NFL level. And there's so much turnover every year that it's going to happen. I mean, there's turnover every year in the NFL. And, you know, you look just now, the Dolphins hired, you know, a guy who was, uh, you know, a position coach for their coordinator and, you know, and, and, and certainly that's going to happen now. I think you're going to see a lot of it because everywhere, guys, you know that every year there's going to be turnover in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, there's always yeah. going to be somebody on the bottom side and everyone goes, well, let's make a change. And I think you're going to see a lot more college coaches put their name in the hat than they have in the past. Yeah, and it was interesting with Halfley because he kind of landed in a better position than – where he was at Boston College, he had really struggled aside from this past season, you know, when they beat SMU. But, you know, I it, it is interesting to hear a guy who's relatively young, like Halfley is, kind of say that between the recruiting and the NIL and all this and all that, it's just too much and it's easier to focus on an NFL position. And aside from just the NIL and things like that, I do think, you know, the the prevalence of early signing day now has made things a lot more sped up in terms of recruiting and a lot more kind of tightly wound. And, you know, because the regular national signing day is this Wednesday and it's a tomorrow. lot of the classes are, <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot of the classes are already wrapped up. So yeah. it's not what it well, used to be. It's, it's an afterthought now. That was going to be my, yeah. that was going to be my next, uh, yeah thing dj because you know when five years ago we would have been sitting here and the, uh, the 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 attention would have been burning off the you know off the tube and everybody would have been waiting oh, yeah. oh man i wonder if this guy's now 95 percent of this stuff has been done they're on and campus add, already now and you add in the transfer portal yeah and it's you know it's not as it's not as much i mean there's gonna be a lot of schools that are gonna benefit you know and then when the uh uh, you know, uh, everything opens back up in, in April, they'll probably get more of those kids too. Um, but that's my point too. I mean, in the past you've had stragglers come in during the summer, but I think you're going to see towards the summer, there's a lot of additions. It's like, you know, Vish was alluding to, 
there's, you know, Miami obviously is over. So they're going to cut loose quite a few kids and maybe, you know, maybe Vish has a point, you know, maybe this spring will be a tryout, you know, for a lot of these kids and, and, you know, and then uh, you're going to, it's kind of crazy because, you know, the, it's like that that movie Major League. They're gonna look in their locker and find that little pink mm-hmm. note <laughs> sitting in yeah. there. But uh, yeah, it's just the whole landscape of of college football is changing. The recruiting has, you know, when I get a chance to talk to college coaches, and you know, that's that's a benefit of what I do is I get an opportunity, you know, at a you know during the spring or even during like the uh, state championships. I'll be able to, you know, walk the sideline with those guys and, you know, Dave Dorn and guys like that and Charlie and, you know, talk to them and, you know, see what they're thinking about. And that this is really, this was serious. This is, this is a serious move for people to, to have to now be handicapped, you know, in well, the I, overall I, think, recruit- I think what it's done is for those coaches that were kind of lukewarm on the recruiting aspect, this is like, no, yeah. no, they just, you know, it they showed you who really well, means business and who well, is just well, well they well they taught like I mean it's part of college football, right? It's always has been, always will be, but where before it might have been tolerable to people, if you just want to be a ball coach, that this is not it's no longer the welcome the, to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's no longer the sport for you because it's like like Lou said, like you're not just recruiting high school players, you're recruiting your own team constantly now. It's a 24-7 you know, you have your finger on the pulse of all 85 of your current players, as well as monitoring other teams' players to see who you're going to steal. Like, if you want to play, you know, at the top levels of college football now, there's a lot to do with that. You know, we're we're focused on, you know, Partridge leaving Pitt, Hafer leaving BC. It's even worse if you drop down to, like, you know, below the P5 level, where you basically know if you develop a player, he's gone. Yep. Oh, there yeah, is no chance. So. There is no yeah. chance he's staying. Like he is going. He he is going to go to a P five school. They're going to get nil money, and there's no chance he's staying at your school. Like, yeah. Like yeah. the days of no, someone, I agree. You know, like I mean, this is throwing back an old reference, but like T Y Hilton spending his entire career at FIU would never happen. Now. Right. I mean, he's gone after a year. Yeah. See how good he is. <laughs> That's that. Like, and I I think that it's even worse if you're in in kind of a smaller school where you know. You're gonna spend just as much time recruiting those kids, right? You're, you're you're swimming in a different pool, but it's the same amount of effort, energy. Then you develop them, and then you know they're gone. There's zero chance you can retain them. So, because every college now has to hire one of those guys yeah. to kind of like work the wire and work, you know, kind of almost like an advanced scout, you know, that they have to see, you know, like having a meeting. Oh, by the way, there's a guy over at Boise State. I think we need to look at him for next year, or a guy in the MAC. You know, or, or even you look at some of these guys who went from the portal, like um, UCF. I think got got a kid from like a, a Division One Double A type of team, and, and a couple of schools have. So yeah, you know, I mean, and that's the way it is, and that's unfortunate. I know that's the nature of the beast, but it, it's just you know, for people who do that for a living and are into you know college football for a reason to develop. You know, I mean, uh, now you just, you know, it's sort of like whoever's there, you you know, you got to be resigned to the fact that those are the guys, even if it is for one year, that you got to work with them. And, uh, yeah, I, but now you can't take a kid from the inner city with a mother who works three jobs 
you know, and there's no male influence in the, in the house to tell them, oh, no, no, don't go to Cincinnati and take that $2 million. You can't do that because they're going to run, and rightfully so. Yeah. And I can't blame the kids anymore, and I won't blame them because this is way out of their hands, and uh, they're getting an opportunity. And, uh, and, then, and, and then the NCA, which is – the biggest punchline in the world for a, uh, for a governing body, yep. all of a sudden wants to get involved in all this stuff. No, it's not going to work. No, it's not good. You can't be, you cannot be all of a sudden after everything's been started, uh, you can't come in there. Whoa, we got to put the governor. No, you don't because you didn't do it at the beginning. And you, you let this all get box, out of This is what you get. Like, and you yeah. let Bryce Young make $2 million before yeah. he took a snap at Alabama. And you, yeah, it, it, when you could have stepped in and said, listen, this is our member schools and this is what I say. But you didn't want to do that. Well, now, well, I mean, they also, to, to Ralph's point, I don't, I don't think there is really a solution. I don't know what kind of regulations the government can put in that actually yeah. work. But, but, I mean, the way the NCAA has operated basically from the beginning of time is patently illegal. Like where are they they can't they can't restrict commerce. They've gotten away with it for frankly a century of exploiting athletes. Um it's a we're in the United States of America. You it's a free market economy. Like if someone yeah. wants to give you money to do something, you know, there isn't a legal yeah. means to restrict it. And I think I think what changed on the NCA, I don't know what their solution was because once the state governments started getting involved in enabling all of this. The NCA never had legal backing to do any of the stuff they do. No, it was almost like a, it was an agreement amongst the schools to play ball, not challenge it, <laughs> and and um, you know, because they're all getting fat off the money. But once the state government's gone involved, once the players start suing, you know, the Ed O'Bannon case had a, moved a lot of stuff because they're basically like, you're making money directly off of me, and I'm not allowed to take money. That doesn't make any sense. And because they then lost that, it's wide open because there was never any actual rationale for the um regulations and and actually the dartmouth thing this week where you know they're allowed to unionize that is probably the path towards some sort of rule system because the players are a union you can negotiate with the union collectively bargain rules which is how all pro sports in this country are governed but absent that no one can tell anyone how much to pay me I'm a normal person working in this country, and if someone comes and wants to pay me 20 times what I'm getting paid now, I'm going to quit my job and go take it. No one can stop me. There are no but limitations. But quote-unquote, you're not an amateur. See, these these athletes are amateurs. Well, by the NCAA's definition, which has no basis in reality, and I yeah. think that's the problem. That's that the problem they ran into. They've always been walking this tightrope of they want to restrict everything. They legally really can't. Like it violates the Sherman Antitrust Act, everything they do. And but it did kinda, forever, though. And they, no, I know. And, and they kind of got away yeah. with it for a long time yeah. based on a long have, time. Yeah, they had political, over 100 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had, they, had, they had political backing, right? They definitely had political backing, um, which helped a lot. But once that landscape changed on that, like I said, once the state governments got involved, they said, you know what? We're going to enable this. It was game over. Because once they yeah. lost their political backing, they never had the actual legal standing it was just they they had a lot of political power and there was a lot of powerful interests in in play in terms of keeping the kids down and and keeping them in their place and so it was almost on a we'll all agree to do this but 
the the people at the center of it, the players, um, you know, they never had any agency and now they do. You got to deal with them. And, and the NCAA is basically worthless in doing that. Like they're not, they're not equipped to do that. So it's going to be, it's going to be bumpy. I do think there'll be some, you know, there'll be some settling right now. It's still just like, it, we're still very new in this. Right. And you're going to work out the kinks. I think the NIL money will eventually come down when these people realize they're not getting their, their return on investment. Like, you know, you're putting seven figures in front of these. Like, let's say, uh, let's take us for an example, right? We know Cam Ward got a very large amount of money to come here. If we win eight games, you think the next guy's going to get that kind of money? It's not worth eight wins. Nope. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, so I think that's how the that's how the, the market will regulate itself a little bit. It's that because right now people are just throw on stupid money, but eventually they're going to realize, hey, this isn't worth you know, I should have, you know, giving one player this much money wasn't worth it for us. Do we want to keep doing this? These are all business. Look at Ohio State, for example. I mean, Ohio State spent a ton of money in the transfer portal this cycle, and, you know, time will tell on the results. But, I mean, it's just a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Well, well, a lot of schools have spent a crazy amount of money. But if we believe in free market capitalism, eventually they'll realize it's not worth the money. Or if it is worth the money, then the players should get it. If they think it's worth, you know, a million dollars a win yeah. to a player, then, you know, some of these boosters it probably is. Just, yeah. But you know as well as I do, it's all about the mighty dollar, and that's what's yeah. – and, you know, I mean, in, in like Jazz and I were talking the other day, who do you blame? You blame the University of Miami. They started this NIL stuff with De'Ara King. They started the transfer portal. <laughs> when you think about it, they did. They started all this stuff. And I still remember the day that uh, they worked out that deal with De'Ara King, that he'd go to that little nightclub and he would sign autographs and they'd give him a grand for the night. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. You know, now that's nothing. That's yeah, like a yeah. joke. <laughs> You know, but uh, something, everything's got to start someplace. So I'm just, you know, now, you know, in my position, I really can't bother myself with all this because there's nothing I'm going to be able to do. But I can uh, look at the kids that are coming up, and that's what I do. And we've had a lot of great opportunities over the last couple of weeks, last week at battle. And then uh, this past week, I went to a uh, offensive line camp guys i'll yeah, tell just, you just just real, real quick before you do that i do Go have ahead, a, I'm a sorry. question on the current team and then i definitely want to talk blue's got some interesting stuff so ralph did ask a question i wanted to to get you guys thoughts on so kind of relate to what we're talking about with so much turnover on on our team but not just the hurricanes like across the board like if do you think it's possible for the for the Canes to make it into this 12 team playoff this year given all the moving parts because i think i think well you know we might look at the current roster and say probably not or whatever this is going to be a perpetual problem every offseason how do you gel the team together and hold them together and get them yeah. ready to play but to to be honest with you 
that's not just a, Miami's problem. That's a lot of schools. SC got 23 new faces. Uh, you know, Alabama's got a whole bunch. And everybody's going to be in a situation where you're going to have to gel. I just think that's why it's so essential for January for these guys that are on campus uh, to become so familiar with one another that when spring does start, uh, you know, that you're going to be a whole lot better off than last year. And the schedule's a lot easier than last year, I think, you know, for Miami. I think that's, you know, in a lot of ways, if they get things together, uh, you know, I'm not revealing how many wins because uh, then DJ's going to jump on my ass. So uh, well, we were right, weren't we? I believe, yeah, the, we I, believe right. I believe the general rule is everyone jumps on my ass. So I don't know where you're coming from on that, Blue, but. <laughs> No, no they. Seven. I think when we picked seven wins last year, there was, uh, you know, I know Dono said to me, Alex Dono, uh, goes, oh, come on, man, you see, but you got to get out of that fan mode. You know, it's tough, and everybody loves Miami, and everyone who watches this, uh, our show every week, uh, they like they wouldn't be watching it if they didn't like Miami. So you got to think, you know, out of the box. But I just think that that the you look back two years ago and the roster now is a billion times better. Come on. Right. It's yeah. a billion yeah. times better yep. in, in almost every facet. And uh, that's why I think that it, and you know, you guys are right. You got to have, uh, you got to, everybody's got to be on the same page, but that's why it's so essential to have all your coach, your position coaches in. I know they're burning the midnight oil as we speak, uh, they're in there, they're evaluating, they're coming up with different, you know, so they prepare in the off season for spring. I right. mean, I mean, they do, I mean, they have everything they're going to go over, you know, they're getting bigger and they're faster and they're stronger and the guys are on campus and, you know, and that's important. This is the most important January into February, the most two important months of any program because you develop kids. And I've said this you know, a billion times that I was never for going in early because I just never really understood. And then I kept seeing high school kids that I saw in December come back five months later after spring. And you look at them and you go, oh, man, you know, they're bigger. They're more wiser because now they're going to college and they're mixing in with, you know, 21 and 22 year olds that have been there and have seen a lot of maturity. So they get mature, uh, you know, just by being with older teammates, uh, you know, and they, now their habits of, you know, a lot of them have never been away from home before. And now they've got to kind of like regulate themselves, going to bed, doing their wash, things like that. And uh, they become more mature just, you know, by osmosis. And I think now that is a real key you know, let alone what they are physically and what they are from the you know standpoint of working with college coaches and sitting in film rooms with them rather than the high school guys who, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the high school coaches, but they're, they're teachers. They're not college. They're not coaches. And these guys are coaches that get paid to be coaches 24 seven. And uh, you're getting guys like Jason Taylor and you're getting, you know, people like that who, are there to teach and they're there to coach. They're not there to be your, you know, like I'll see you after algebra. No, they're, they're there. And, uh, but um, yeah, I was never for it in the beginning, but then I kind of started warming up when I saw a lot of these kids who really left in December as babies, 
you know, you know, and then uh, you see them in May that they come back because they actually go to prom and, you know, because a lot of their college duties are over for the spring. And you say, wow, you know, look at that. You know, I mean, look how big he got. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, the kid Bethune, Tatum Bethune, who starts at FSU, uh, you know, his dad was a principal at, at Miami Central. And he left early to go to my uh, to Central Florida, and he was the first one I really uh, saw that in, because when I saw him come back, I believe it was for the Central Spring game that year, and I'm thinking, damn, look how big he got, and you know, and he just seemed like more of a mature person. So, yeah, I think that those there's a lot of ideas that are bad in college, but that that uh, and now the private schools or uh, letting their kids go in early, which was a big sticking point. Because if you remember when Miami got those kids, all those guys like Thad Franklin and Smith and everybody from Chaminade, they couldn't come in until, you know, May, June. And now a lot of those guys are on campus now. And um, yeah, and I get some really good reports of how this, there's a lot of enthusiasm in this class and you get guys like uh, Derek Plass, who, you know, has been that ringleader from the beginning when he, you know, friend first... of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> Sounds like Mark Hockman. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he... once, that's good enough. He's friend of the show. Yeah. He's a friend of the show. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So now they get to go in earlier. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you, and I'll say it all the way through. I'm, I'm going to try to get to a couple of spring practices this year. You know, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes I get in uh, to to come in when a lot of the media can't, and I'm going to utilize that like last year. And uh, you know, because I'm really anxious, you know, to see this team, you know, and to see what it's going to be. And yeah, and hopefully next week we'll be able to talk about the new running backs coach. And uh, yeah, once they pick the. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and if they picked up anybody else on this national signing day. Uh, which they could still, you never yep. know. Yep. They definitely could. So I guess Ralph, to answer your question, I think, you know, it's, this is the case for every team now. Like you're going to have just a ton of turnover on the roster. And that's why it's important to have as many pieces in place in spring, including the freshmen on campus. So that way you can, you know, get those extra practices in so you're ready for the season. The six Rick Kane show. Yeah. The six Rick Kane show. Yeah. Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.